Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, I thought a good show to do today, what to talk about today, was uh, Dr. Carol's advice, how to end 2021 and begin 2022 without going mad. (laughs) No small feat. Many of us feel as though we have already gone mad, so it's too late, right? Well, it's never too late. Um, So I thought I would talk a little bit about some things that we have been dealing with in 2021 uh, to try to put sort of a combination of closure and advice, talking about COVID, the latest, talking about uh, some cases, uh, the latest on those. And then um, I'm going to talk to you about some things that you need to look out for this holiday season in terms of how you're feeling and or your loved ones. And then um, I will give you um, an anagram to start off 2022 uh, in a way that will keep you healthy psychologically and physically. Okay? So that's where we're going. So, uh, let's start with COVID. I mean, I know you're, you're thinking to yourself, oh, no, <laughs> no. Well, you know, this is different than what you've been hearing before, I can promise you. There, the latest in COVID is that, of course, as you know, that Omicron is the latest um, variant. And um, fortunately, Omicron actually has turned out to be the mildest so far, so far, <laughs> in case we get more variants. I'm hedging my bets. But, um, which is really good, and this is because it is like getting a live attenuated uh, vaccine. In other words, people who get Omicron uh, don't have, even though they don't have very serious symptoms, it's not at all as debilitating as um, the previous COVID variants. Um, not to say not to say that you should sneeze at it. Get it? Sneeze at it. <laughs> it's nothing to be sneezed at. But um, and of course, it depends upon whether you have underlying physical problems and how healthy you're keeping yourself in general and all of that. But by having COVID, uh, Omicron COVID, you are basically getting immunity to COVID. Now, you know, immunity um, only goes so far, but it seems like, actually, that it is going farther than uh, the vaccines, the immunity of the vaccines, which seem to be time-limited. It's just like, you know, when you were a kid and you got, well, depending upon when you grew up, but um, like measles or chickenpox or... Um, other, I mean, nowadays there are vaccines for measles and chickenpox, which I still don't get because really I had both of those and I'm here to tell the story and um, they really weren't big deals. Um, all of the childhood illnesses that we now have, have vaccines for, um, instead of allowing us to build our immunity with these childhood diseases, whenever we got things like chickenpox and, and um, mumps and, and measles and so on, our body had to fight them off. And that was part of building our immune system when we were kids. So now kids have the vaccines and they don't have the advantage of building their immune system with these child, what was called childhood diseases or disorders or infections. Um, so, but now with, with Omicron, Omicron, um, You are building your body, your immune system is having to fight it, and it is building up immunity to COVID. Now, whether it's just going to be uh, to to Omicron COVID, um, you know, future cases of Omicron, maybe you won't get that again, or whether it's going to also cover, um, you know, the other variants of, of COVID, 
we don't know yet. And that's kind of the point. Um, really, people don't, or the people who are telling us what to do about COVID, get a vaccine, get two vaccines, get a booster, get two boosters, don't go on airplanes, um, wear masks, stand six feet apart, um, don't, don't have uh, holiday celebrations, don't get together for Christmas, don't get together for New Year's, all of these things primarily coming from Dr. Fauci, um, these people don't know squat. And I can tell you that as a physician, as a, someone who also has a master's in public health, and um, also as someone who has done lots of research, not research, I'm not saying I'm a researcher in COVID, but I have done lots of scientific research, and I know what it takes to do good research. Like, for example, you need a control group. We didn't have a control group um, for most of the things that, that, um, that they're saying, you know. Um, so really, they are making it up as they go along. And the danger of this is that, um, well, there are a lot of dangers, but primarily the danger is to follow like sheep the advice of the day. And then they change it. You know, Dr. Fauci keeps changing what he says, just, you know, going back on what he said the day before or the month before or whatever and still wanting us to believe him. Really what he does is every morning he gets up and makes a new pitch and has to find something new to say to get on television again. Anyhow, I am not saying that you should or shouldn't get the vaccine. I am saying that you should appreciate that we live in a country where we're supposed to have freedom. Um, Of course, mandates, you know, really fly in the face of that. They are in the courts at the moment, but it has disrupted everybody's life. Not only the people who got fired because they didn't get um, a COVID vaccine, but also uh, all of us where there are now fewer people uh, working in, in jobs where they required COVID vaccines, proof of COVID vaccines. So, for example, depending upon where you live, uh, police, nurses, um, firefighters, various important, <laughs> important people to the health and safety of our country who were fired or quit because of the mandate to get um, a COVID vaccine. And, of course, now with uh, Biden telling everybody to, in, in private industry, to, um, that you have to, if you have more than 100 employees, they have to all get COVID vaccines as well. I mean, it's all very up in the air, however, because OSHA um, and, and some other places, I mean, it's, it's very much a gray area uh, because they keep, they go, some places are going back on it. For example, there was a nurse on television the other night talking about how she was fired because she didn't get the COVID vaccine. And now, you know, especially during the holidays, uh, they called her up because they're short-staffed and told her to come in. She's the same one. She still hasn't gotten the vaccine, and yet now they're desperate, and so they're calling her to come in. Now, again, um, what is really scary about all of this COVID stuff is that um, this is what dictators have done throughout history when they want to stay in power, to get more power, to, get, uh, to be big, big brother, to get people to do whatever they say. Because all of this that's been going on for almost two years now, the COVID, uh, with lockdowns, with masks, with vaccines, with all of these things that we're being mandated, forced to do, that is getting us, it used to, just taking, you know, listening to Big Brother, doing whatever they say. And that will, you know, that's a very slippery slope because um, then what happens when COVID is over and um, they, they want to tell us, you know, they're telling us to do other things and think that they can make us do it, do it with mandates or whatever else, fines. Um, you know, uh, there were such sad stories about people being fined, you know, if you brought your kids into a park. Or like, uh, I remember there was an elderly man who took a walk in a park and he was fined $1,000. I mean, all of that is crazy, crazy stuff. First of all, um, one of the things to do to not get COVID, to, to keep your immune system healthy, is to be in the sun. 
and to, you know, and to get exercise, like walking around. <laughs> so it is so, that's why I say they don't know squat. And they, what they do know is how dictators in the past have gotten their population to follow their rules and starting with something that scares them, scares them that they're going to die, and then, you know, continues with whatever else they want to tell the people, their peoples, um, to do. So that is, you know, and, and yes, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say don't get the vaccine um, or do get the vaccine. I do want to say that you should not be a sheep and you should not get the vaccine or the booster or anything else just because Dr. Fauci says so. You have to think for yourself. You have to figure out, you know, you have to get information, look, look for at various sources for information, not just, um, not just one source, the one source that keeps, you know, that, that trusts Dr. Fauci, still trusts Dr. Fauci, and, um, and tells you to do all these crazy things. So, and I'm going to give you, at the end of the show, um, I am going to give you uh, a whole, a list, what I, you know, what I call my, Anagram. I um, I mentioned it before in a previous show quite a while ago, and if if you were to live by this, uh, the anagram, the anagram is heal myself, and each letter of that spells something that you need to do every day to keep yourself healthy psychologically and physically. Don't that don't cost money, that don't take a lot of time, and that will keep you in the best shape. Um, in fact, I have a uh, website that I, I, a new web, well, I mean, it's actually, it's about six months old at this point, and um, it's called uh, pleasefirefauci.com, pleasefirefauci.com, and on there, not only do I have a petition um, as to, that you can sign if you would like to fire Fauci, um, but I also have, more importantly, or equally important, uh, I have under the heading at the top, um, prescription for America, and that is the um, that is my anagram. So if you don't, you know, catch it uh, when I'm saying it today, then you can go to pleasefirefauci.com and look for prescription for America. What else? Oh, I, what I wanted to talk about also in terms of COVID, and this is this is uh, I was actually on. Um, one America Network News last night talking about this, but you will not hear this many places. Um, talking about how, who the the most, who, which part of our population is has been the most devastated by this reign of COVID? Not the COVID itself, but by all of the policies. In fact, they're least likely to get COVID, actually, but most likely to be affected by all of the draconian policies that, um, that our government uh, has been enacting. And I know that, that uh, in America that some of this is, um, you know, done on a national basis and some of it will depend upon where you live in terms of what rules uh, are ongoing right now. And I know people listen from lots of other countries, and you can see what's going. You can see how America is going crazy with all of these rules. And you can tell your friends. <laughs> I am not proud of it, believe me. And I, I do what I can, uh, such as telling you all these things. I've been. If you haven't heard my previous podcast, where I like um, last week, um, I had I did a repeat of of Dr. Zelenko, when I had Dr. Zelenko on as a guest um, quite a while ago, and he is the one who, I can't say discovered, but who, who discovered the power of um, hydroxychloroquine and he had, for COVID, and he has treated oodles, countless patients um, with that, including President Trump. I mean, when um, Trump also, when he went to the hospital, he also got more medications and so on, but um, even, but Trump did take hydroxychloroquine, and if I were ever uh, to get, if I were ever to get COVID, which of course I'm doing my utmost to prevent, um, 
then I would, you know, call up Dr. Zelenko and get his hydroxychloroquine. And I know it's not so easy to get, but, but you can find out from him where to get it according to where you are. Um, and there are other, um, ivermectin is another medication that is good at preventing uh, or taking in the early stages of COVID. Uh, I mean, that is the key to COVID. You have to recognize that you have it in the first week. The, you know, the sooner you find out that you have it, the better because then you can start taking these kinds of medications, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and, and there are some others as well. But those two um, are so far are the, um, have had the best results. And, and so, so I was starting to say about the population, the, the part of our population who has been damaged the most, not by COVID, but by um, all of these restrictions are the kids. Kids are the least likely to get COVID. And now um, they have been giving uh, vaccines to COVID 12 and above. And we have seen um, already that in the teenagers and in uh, young adults, in people in the early 20s, they have been having serious uh, side effects. They have been having myocarditis, uh, the inflammation of the heart, and they're having really serious problems from that. So, okay, we're coming to the end of this segment. When we come back, I will start with um, the psychological issues that they are having from these policies, these restrictive policies uh, in regard to covid So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, and we'll be right back. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about, um, uh, actually, I am giving you my thoughts and advice on how to end 2021 and begin 2022 without going mad. Now, I might have made some of you mad, <laughs> mad as in angry or mad as in crazy um, with what I've been saying so far, but... I'm really, um, I mean, I'm trying to tell it to you like it is. And I know people get scared. Um, uh, they don't, people don't want to hear really that, they don't want to hear that they, that you can't trust Dr. Fauci or that you can't trust, um, the authorities, the so-called authorities. You can't trust Biden. 
because, you know, because people die from, uh, from COVID, but really the number is so minuscule. And yes, it does primarily, uh, the people that it's killing are primarily the, the elderly and the, um, and people who have underlying serious medical problems like, um, like heart disease or like uh, diabetes or, you know, chronic medical or cancer, chronic kinds of medical problems. And there are ways to really protect yourself, and I will, as I said, be telling you about that at the end. Um, well, let me, so now I, I was starting to talk about the kids. Uh, kids, as I said, are the least likely to get COVID and the most likely to be affected by it psychologically. Um, there has been an increase in suicides amongst kids because of school closures, because they don't have the social supports of their friends. You know, when um, if kids, just like all of us, you know, um, if, you, if we're having problems and we talk about it with our friends and we feel better, you know, with friends or relatives who support us and they give us some ideas, of what to do, and they just tell us, show us, even if they don't have an idea of what we could do, they show us that they care about us. You know, they'll say, oh, well, that's that's really too bad, and, um, you know, just the warmth that we get from our friends and family. It's called social support, uh, and kids have been sorely lacking in that because they haven't been to school very much in this past, you know, over these past almost two years. And... And instead, they've been, uh, they have been communicating online, um, but a lot of bullying is going on, a lot of faking, in other words, uh, kids putting things online about what they're doing that aren't, it isn't true, making themselves uh, look like they're having the best time of their lives, and really it's pictures from years ago. <laughs> um, and, you know, so making other kids feel jealous, making other kids feel bullied, um, it, it really, it's not quite the same as being in person and, um, and being able to confide and, and get a hug. I mean, that's another thing. We're, you know, we're all missing hugs. We have hug deprivation. Um, so, so kids without this are... are um, are committing suicide in higher numbers than ever. Then uh, lockdown. Lockdown has caused kids to um, be have problems, be sad, be lonely, be um, bored, uh, be angry, be frustrated, all of these things. And, of course, with lockdowns has, has come the Zoom school, you know, um, school at home, in-home, in whatever in-home in schooling, at-home schooling, uh, however you want to say it, it means watching Zoom and trying to learn, although many kids have given up on that because um, Zoom is not working. They're, they just did in California, well, they, all over the United States, they did um, the, the national testing of, of kids in certain grades, and um, kids have come back with lower scores than ever because they haven't been learning what they're supposed to be learning over the last two years. And um, in California, where I live, um, they have been getting lower. Um, they've been, they're now in the bottom fifth, which, you know, uh, not surprising, really, but um, I'm talking about elementary schools and, and middle schools and high schools. I mean, in a, in a way, kids have to take some responsibility for this. Like, a lot of kids are just um, not, even, not even zooming in, like not logging on, um, because, and they're just sleeping late. Or they log on and they go back to sleep. You know, they log on if, if it's a system where the teacher is able to see who has been um, at the, in class that day. Then they just log on and they go back to sleep. Of course, unless it's a system where you get to have to, you know, you see the people, all the people who are online, uh, then you do kind of have to be there. But 
even when, when they have to be there, lots of kids are just on their phones um, texting while they're sitting in front of the screen. So it's really sad, and um, schools, what schools should do is to make everybody repeat a year so that they can catch up. It's unlikely that they're going to do that. What parents should do is to ask for about their child um, and at least ask for their child to be able to repeat the year. Now, of course, a lot of parents are going to think, well, I don't want my child to be bullied um, by other kids who, you know, make fun of them because they had to take the year again. Oh, they must be dumb because they're taking the year again. Well, really, they would be the smart ones because they would be the ones to acknowledge that, yes, they didn't learn anything in the past two years, and they'd like to know these things. And, um, and so, you know, they're taking it again. Um, so I really want to encourage all parents to ask their school to do that. Uh, also, kids have missed sports. They've missed, um, you know, team sports are very important in um, developing kids to have, to be able to um, have good sportsmanship, to be able to play together as a team. That, that's how later on when you're working, let's say, for a company, um, you're able to better work with colleagues because team players, you know, um, uh, it's the thing, it's what you learn from being on a team, how to, how to, uh, some people have, certain strengths and how to use those strengths and how to, you know, just, just all kinds of skills that you would learn in sports that kids aren't learning right now. Then, of course, it really, um, the COVID, COVID has, has caused an existential crisis for kids, the, meaning that um, we, meaning that they can't see that there is going to be life after COVID. Because as adults, we have been through lots of things. We have been through wars. Um, I don't mean necessarily that we have gone to war, but we have been alive when there have been wars going on, uh, certainly Afghanistan, maybe Vietnam, you know, all depending upon how old you are, maybe World War II, Korean War, all of the wars. And so we know that there is life after these terrible things. Also, like in our personal lives, maybe we've been fired or laid off or lost a love relationship. Um, these various traumas. And we know that we can survive and there is a, a better life after these things. But kids don't know that. They only see a life uh, filled with COVID and filled with the restrictions that COVID has caused um, you know, uh, politicians to make. And so that, they don't want to live in a world that is COVID, nonstop COVID for the rest of their lives. They don't want that. And that's why, you know, a lot, some of them are thinking, well, I'd rather be dead than, um, than have to live like this for the rest of my life. And it's also cutting off their enthusiasm for dreams. You know, when kids go to school, Sometimes they don't know what they want to be until later, but they have a general sense that they want to be something, you know, that they want whatever it is, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief, or, you know, something that they need school for. Um, I know, Indian chiefs don't have their own school, their own lore, uh, L-O-R-E, and all that. But you know what I mean, Whatever whatever career... Um, a child is thinking that they might like to be, um, that, that necessitates that they do well in school. So, but without these dreams, without the hopes of ever being able to be a whatever, because the world is going to always be um, obsessed and, uh, and hampered by COVID, they, they don't have this enthusiasm for learning. Plus, on Zoom, they've lost their enthusiasm for learning. I, I treat patients. I still have uh, have kept my patients throughout the pandemic, and some of these patients are families with young kids. And um, so I know firsthand what is happening to them and how they are losing their, their enthusiasm. Even kids who are really smart and really love school, they are losing their enthusiasm 
for, for school, for education, for a career, uh, for all of that. Um, then also, uh, some kids are getting abused, and when they went to school, there would be teachers who would be able to um, point out the abuse, you know, who would be able to detect the abuse and um, would uh, be able to get them help. But now that they haven't been in school, a lot of them, I know some schools are opening, of course, some schools are making it a rule, a mandate, that kids can't come back to school unless they're vaccinated. And as I was talking about before, uh, if I had a child uh, that was, you know, the, the age of, of elementary school or middle school or high school, there is no way I would let them get vaccinated. And so if that meant that I had to do um, in, in-home schooling um, then, or figure out something else or, or find, you know, there are these private schools that have sprung up or even um, some that you pay exorbitant amounts for, but some that are by communities that have gotten together uh, and have made their own little schools. And, um, you know, it's like homeschooling, but, but in a group. And so anyhow, if I, I would never, I would never let my kid get vaccinated and I would find some other school arrangement. Uh, if the school they were supposed to go to, or if I couldn't find a public school or, or a private school where, um, where they, they wouldn't have to, where they w- would be banned. But they wouldn't have to get a vaccine to get to go to school if they couldn't find one a school where they could go without a vaccine. Uh, then, then um, I would I would find some other or make some other arrangement um, rather than get the vaccine. Um, so, so we have to be especially uh, aware. Parents need to be especially aware of how their kids are feeling. They have to be especially um, aware of, um, you know, signs of depression, signs of anxiety, signs of them not being themselves, signs of them staying in their room uh, more than they usually used to do, uh, losing interest in things that they used to enjoy, hobbies, uh, their work, their schoolwork, um, you know, and parents are getting burnt out too, and they're not being as uh, responsible or as as careful uh, about checking their kids' homework as they were at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, and you kind of can't blame them. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not giving parents a free pass here. You still have to do it. Have to check their homework and all that. Um, and you need to be very aware when the kids need. Uh, psychiatric help. And now, of course, it's so, so much easier because there are more therapists online. And so you don't even have to go anywhere and you can get uh, help for your child. And really, I think, to be honest, I think that all children who have been um, experiencing these things that I've been just talking about, uh, the lockdowns and the no school for some of the part of time and no sports and no, no, you know, not able to do things that they have enjoyed and not able to be with their friends and all of that. Um, quite frankly, I think that kids could benefit from therapy, uh, even if they're not showing signs of being in desperate straits, but just to kind of help them through this. Um, now, you do have to be careful online in terms of getting, finding therapy online because there are a lot of telepsychiatry, telepsychology um, uh, organizations that have sprung up, and not all these people uh, are, uh, are <laughs> what should I say? Well, I mean, obviously, to be involved in, a, um, in an organization like that where you're a psychiatrist, you would presumably have had to show proof, proof that you are an MD <laughs> and for some of them proof that you're board certified, but not all of them are asking for proof of board certification, which really is important. Um, uh, and for other kinds of therapists, psychologists, social workers, MFTs, marriage and family therapists, these tele- teletherapy uh, groups, are really not checking these people out as well as they should. I mean, they're all different. Some of them are, 
but you have to really, if you're going to be looking for that, you have to really make sure, you have to find out what these organizations did to, um, to vet the therapists that they're recommending. And it's not one of these things, you know, there are these things where you can call up and you get a different therapist every time, you know, but you can have one 24 hours, but it's a different therapist. I mean, that is not okay (laughs) Uh, because the therapist really doesn't know you. I mean, yes, in an emergency, uh, but really in an emergency, you should go to the emergency room. Um, Well, this is, uh, we're at the end of this segment. When we come back... Uh, I will talk more. Now, I promised you that I was going to talk about these cases, and I will do that, but we're, <laughs> we're, uh, I, I really want to make sure that I also tell you about um, things to keep yourself healthy, physically and psychologically healthy. So we will, uh, I will somehow get it all in. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today, uh, I am giving you my advice and my thoughts on how to end 2021 and begin 2022 without going mad, mad as in crazy. And I'm going to sort of talk now briefly about um, sort of the the, uh, state of three cases. And then I want to spend most of the time of this last segment on on things that will help you health-wise, psychologically and physically. And so let me just do a a quick run-through of the current cases that there are, because I know everybody wants to hear about that. And you know that one of my hats that I wear um, actually is as a forensic psychiatrist. So I have been doing lots of talking (laughs) about these cases, analyzing them. So Ghislaine Maxwell, her, uh, as of this morning, the jury was still um, deciding, still deliberating. And my latest tweet about Ghislaine was not looking good for Ghislaine Maxwell. The longer the jury deliberates, the more chance of a guilty verdict, especially after they ask the judge for the definition of enticement. COVID-19 making it harder for all recent defendants because masks dehumanize them. So, yes, the jury of Ghislaine um, that's one of the charges that she that are, are she's being charged with uh, includes enticement, um, having to do with trafficking and how she got these girls to to meet Jeffrey and and go along with sex and so along and so and so forth. Um, and um, I I hope they don't she doesn't get the book thrown at her. I know there are all kinds of um, all kinds of um, 
complicated. It's a whole complicated case. You know, she has said, for example, that if she does get guilty verdicts that uh, and sentencing, that she's going to name names of men, the famous men who were involved in, with these girls, you know, um, on the island and just uh, who Jeffrey Epstein got the girls for. Um, so that, but it seems like the jury um, hasn't been bought by that yet, hasn't been affected by that yet. Um, now, what's really interesting is how, because of cases that have been happening during COVID, uh, where they are being made to, where the defendants are being made to wear masks, I mean, lots of people, the jury, the judge, well, not the judge in most of these cases, but, but uh, the lawyers, you know, the, they take their masks on and off, actually, in these cases. The witnesses take their masks off to testify and so on. But, but in terms of the defendants who are wearing masks, including uh, Guillen, uh, it really dehumanizes them. It's a lot easier for the jury to find them guilty. And we just saw an example of that with the trial that ended uh, with Kim Potter. I am pretty devastated by uh, the results of the, the trial of Kim Potter. They found her guilty for both, both first-degree and second-degree manslaughter, when really it was just an accident. If you would like to read uh, or hear more my, about my thoughts on, on Kim Potter, you can go to um, frontpagedetectives.com, frontpagedetectives.com. Plural.com. I uh, have a column there now, and I have done columns on all of the, in the last two months, all of the major um, cases or criminals or uh, from Brian Laundry on. So um, you'll, I did one on Kim Potter, so you can find it there. My, uh, I write a column called Inside the Criminal Mind. And then last but not least that I'm going to mention in terms of ongoing trials is Ethan Crumbly. Um, Ethan Crumbly is in jail, <laughs> as are his parents. Um, his parents, he is the school shooter. Of uh, He's the one who got shot up the school in Michigan. And um, really, I, I, need, it's, I need longer than I have. I need to devote a whole show to Ethan Crumbly because... Um, I, he he was his parents literally put the gun in his hands, and basically the way they they were so they are sociopaths, and um, the way that they raised him what brought him to that moment of um, of shooting everybody and and he uh, when the the latest thing was that he uh, the the two days before he shot up the school. Um, he asked, he basically cried for help. One was he was looking for ammunition on um, his phone, and the teacher saw him, and his mother wrote him a text and said, LOL, uh, don't get caught next time. I'm kind of paraphrasing because I'm trying to get through this quickly um, for them. And then, uh, and then the day of the shooting, uh, he wrote a note that had uh, these thoughts won't stop, uh, help me, and the school called his parents, and there were pictures of blood and the bullet and the person who was killed, shot, and all that, and the school called his parents in, and his parents came in. Nobody looked in his backpack where his gun was, the gun that his father had bought him on Black Friday, and his mon mother took him to a shooting range the, the next day. Nobody looked in his, in his backpack to see whether he had a gun there, and he did. And then um, just a couple hours later, he used it to shoot his classmates. So I, I, I'll, I will, um, if you want to hear more about that right now, you can go to, um, I did a, a, a show about that um, on my terrorist therapist podcast uh, because he, one of the charges he's accused of is terrorism. All right, now let me get to what I want to in terms of helping you with your health. Um, this, year, this year, there are going to be more suicides this holiday season. There are going to be more suicides than ever. I already mentioned about kids um, that there's a higher rate of suicides. Some of them uh, started before the holiday season. But, but we are more vulnerable to committing suicide 
than ever for the, uh, the reasons that I mentioned. I mean, really, this world is going amok between all these confusing, the confusing advice about COVID, uh, Afghanistan, the way Biden took us out of Afghanistan and made us vulnerable. There are, there are leaders just looking to um, attack us, Russia, China, North Korea, um, because of how we showed, he showed such weakness in Afghanistan. There's just all kinds of things happening in the world. Of course, uh, the, the race riots, you know, people getting shot in the streets um, and all of that. So, you know, it's understandable that people would be uh, depressed and worried and think that they want to stop the world, I want to get off. So during the holidays, we normally, it's, it's normal for some people to suffer uh, holiday blues, which is basically our feeling nostalgic for holidays gone by, particularly when we were little kids and our parents brought us armloads of presents and made the holidays magical. And then, or when we were in a very passionate romance or exciting or some other kind of situation that our memory tells us was better than what we're doing this year and how we're feeling, what's going on this year. So, but more than holiday blues, what I'm talking about is that some people are actually going to feel suicidal. And there are five reasons for this, and I will tell you what they are. The first one is burnout. We've been hanging in there, desperately looking for the light of, at the end of the tunnel and getting our hopes dashed with each new COVID variant from one to the next. And so some are giving up hope that we're ever going to get our life back. Then two, um, the, the number two is a rise in alcohol, drugs, and other self-destructive behaviors. During lockdowns, we, um, some of us have been drinking too much or using drugs or eating too much, doing other harmful things because of boredom or anger at the world and taking it out on themselves. Number three, isolation and loneliness. Many of us have become inadvertent hermits meaning that we, at the beginning we were in lockdown, but now um, we're feeling it, we're clinging to it, some of us, uh, out of familiarity because pajamas have become more comfortable than socializing at a time when socializing used to be a big part of the holidays. Financial distress. You, lots of people have lost jobs or lost businesses or because of inflation, they're having problem, financial problems. They aren't able to give the gifts that they usually did or would like to or go on holiday vacations. Um, and, of course, some people are even in more dire straits where they can't afford food or rent. And then um, the fifth reason, these are the main reasons. I mean, there are lots of other reasons, too, but these are the main reasons why people will feel suicidal this year. Number five is lost, loss of loved ones. Um, a lot of people have lost loved ones, whether they died of COVID or some other health problem um, that couldn't get treated because of the lack of availability of medical care, or even um, just that they have uh, just the stress of um, everything that's been going on in the world has made them sick. You know, the stress makes people sick based upon whatever part of their body is the most vulnerable. So um, the stress alone could be, has been making some people sick and causing them to, you know, to have heart attacks or strokes or things like that and dying. So this grief during the holidays can be overwhelming. And that could make, some people feel suicidal when someone dies, a loved one dies, regardless of whether it's the holidays or COVID or just in general, this is something that's been happening forever. Sometimes when a loved one dies, um, their loved ones um, want to join them in heaven or wherever they think the person has gone. And... Um, and so they think about killing themselves, and some people act out and do kill themselves because they want to join. They can't live life without this loved one. So what to do? Here are five ways to protect yourself and your loved ones. Uh, one, be alert for signs of depression, first of all. 
Um, there, the signs of depression are overwhelming fatigue, loss of interest in life, sleeping too much or too little, eating too much or too little, sadness, irritability, feelings of wanting to give up, thoughts, and then, of course, ultimately thoughts of suicide. Uh, second way to protect yourself, and this is an easy one. You just have to use, be disciplined to do it, I mean, to make yourself do it. Um, watch at least one hour of comedy a day. We can watch sitcoms, funny movies, uh, at the very least, Google jokes. An hour a day, it really is true that laughter is still the best medicine. Uh, the third way to protect yourself, plan something to look forward to every day, such as calling a friend or taking a walk in the sun or visiting someplace new. You have to plan it ahead of time. Don't wake up and think, oh, what am I going to do today? Um, the fourth thing is volunteer for some charity that would make you happy, whether it's helping pets or helping, you know, like helping uh, the ASPCA or helping, um, you know, disabled children or disabled vets or whatever it is. Uh, pick your favorite charity and um, call them up and find out what you can do to help them. Now, if you're afraid to be outside because of COVID, um, you can uh, make calls to call for money for the charity. Then um, keep these telephone numbers handy your family physician, the closest hospital emergency room, your local suicide hotline, and here's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, which is 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. Now, I promised I was also going to give you uh, my anagram, and we have run out of time. However, I can tell you where to find my anagram. Um, heal myself. If you go to pleasefirefauci.com, um, there is a petition that you might want to sign to Fire Fauci. But aside from that, on the top of the website, um, there is a, a page you can go to that is uh, Prescription for America. And that is my anagram. Uh, so click on Prescription for America, and you will find uh, Heal Myself, where each letter stands for something that you need to do every day to keep yourself psychologically and physically healthy. Again, that's pleasefirefauci.com. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been having happy holidays, and I wish you a happy new year in advance. And um, please stay safe and don't be a sheep. You've been listening to Dr. Carol Scouch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 